0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 10 of the Get Tucked Podcast. I am your host, as always, Tuck. This week was super sick for me and my friends in Off-Road Minivan. We released our debut album, Swan Dive, and we got over 50,000 streams in our first week. For a small band, that is a huge accomplishment, and it was really awesome, and thank you to everyone who listened to it. And uh, as of right now, I just got our first week numbers back. I'm super stoked. So everyone that participated, thank you for listening to our band and for helping us out, spreading the love, making a post, whatever you did. It really helped, and it was awesome. In other super awesome news, Breaking the Mirror by Fit for a King is currently number 41 on the Active Rock Charts. We in FFK, we made a post on Instagram showing how you guys can help us to climb the charts. This is a crazy life accomplishment, and we never thought that we would be on the Active Rock Charts in general, and now that is just, it's mind-blowing. We never thought we would be up there. If you see the bands on, you know, that are up there with us, It's mind-blowing stuff. So thank you all. If you could, it would mean the world if you helped us. Go check out that post. Call your local station. And let's hear Breaking the Mirror more often because I think that would make everyone happy. Makes me happy because I like that song. But for the show this week, we switched it up like always. But this one actually was a little bit different. Our guest this week is Marcus Vick of Invent Animate. While him and I share some mutual friends, we haven't actually met before. It was a nice challenge having this be our first conversation, and I think we got a lot out of it. I'm a big fan of Invent Animate, and be that I'm not an original member of my band, I felt like we may have had some things in common. Turns out, we fucking do. This was one of my favorite chats yet. And I hope you guys all enjoy it. So here we go my conversation with Marcus of Invent Animate.
1: That's why it's a little bit of echo, a little That's bit nice. of bleeding audio, but
0: Maybe I'll start record- recording on my toilet and have a nice, it. you know, bathroom reverb. It'll be pretty cool. Uh, have you seen any bathroom
1: it. concerts lately? During the <laughs> I've seen <quarantine>. a couple. <laughs> um, I, s- yeah. I saw. I saw. Oh, what's his name? From Holding Absence, I know him. Oh, so good. Uh, Lucas. Yeah, Lucas. He did like a bathroom thing on Sharp Tone, I think, and it sounded amazing. That's sick. He's dumb good. Like, he's. Yeah, I know. We played a festival
0: with them, one of the Empiricon dates, and um, we were the two bands like opening the show in the morning. And just watching them play, I was just like, oh, you guys are so epic. This is ridiculous.
1: Doesn't hurt that he's
0: very handsome, too. Um, Yeah,
1: he's very handsome. Yeah. I like all his, like, Instagram stories and stuff. Every time he sings something silly, I'm like, oh, my God, I want to sound like that.
0: <laughs> dude, right? Yeah, he's one of those guys that I think you hear and you see and you're just like, oh, you could just, like, sing your grocery list to me and I would be totally pleased. Um, and he's Super just, jealous. Hey, like, fuck you, you're dude, fucking awesome, you too, good. so,
1: you know, Thank don't you. be too jealous. Um, dude, you're, you're awesome, too. I've been listening a lot the last week. I've never, I've never like dived into it, to be Mm -hmm. honest, but ever since I saw the Tornado music video thing. Oh, nice. I just like, what the fuck? This looks good. This sounds good. Dude, that dude. music video in the scenes where we're like getting blasted
0: by water was the worst shit in my fucking life. Like, <laughs> it was in someone, the winter. Yeah, in someone, someone
1: told me that it was like a real tornado. Is that true?
0: No, no, not at all. That's a CGI. The dude that does the architects yeah, videos um, did the CGI for the tornado, and that's why it's so oh. extra sick. Um, yeah,
1: because I thought like there's, there's some clip that, uh, not, not particularly the tornado, but like some, I think it's some clouds and some like thunder and stuff that kind of looked like it was real. You know, I the the, the audio just clashed so good with you guys. So I was like, I wonder if that was the thing, the guy who told me that it was real meant.
0: I'd have to ask that dude, the made the one that made it, but maybe, um, but the stuff that was primarily real is just the scenes where we're like getting super blasted by water. And it was like winter time in Georgia, which isn't oh ter- the worst place to do it, but it was pretty fucking cold. And then you're getting Wait, blasted. Where's, where's by- Georgia? It's in the it's in the south, so it's not it's super cold. Okay. Um, all right. it's a couple states above Florida, so like almost you know here it's lower East Coast, we'll say. Um, all right. all right, but yeah, it's just a fire hose from like a fire truck blasting oh God, us. That's dangerous. Yeah, it was a lot. Um, Dude, that could hurt a lot. <laughs> it wasn't the most fun thing. I'm I'm a smoker, so I just right away I was like, oh, I can't breathe. Oh my god! And <laughs> yeah, I just didn't do shit. It was the worst three minutes. Um.
1: Oh my god. But, yeah, we had we recorded a scene from uh in our video for the single Halcyon of the new mm-hmm. record, and uh, I was supposed to be underwater for the ending scene and the intro, I think, and uh, we. Uh, we were with Aaron Marsh. You know who that is. I love Aaron.
0: Yeah, good friend. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. We did that. We recorded that in a pool in Texas at like six a.m. and it was dark outside. And That's uh, sick. We've been recording all day long, all night, and then we were just like, "Yeah, let's 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 do that scene because we we don't want to do one more day of a music video filming." So we just we just did it. We got a pool and we sang that. And the first time I like. I was supposed to be on my back a little bit under the surface Mm -hmm. and I just kind of sunk down into the water and I panicked because I had like red stripes of like linen across my face and that gave me some kind of like, I felt strangled, like my whole freaking soul felt strangled and I panicked hard the first time. The second time was easier and then I just got into it eventually. Yeah, but like the first time I remember, I panicked so hard and I could not breathe. Oh, that's crazy, man! Um, I bet <laughs>
0: you that having that initial feeling though maybe helped for the sentiment of the video. Once you did kind of come to a more of a calm feeling and were yeah. able to shoot, I bet you it was pretty bad. Oh, well, it is pretty badass. So. Um. That must really man, cold. that's a crazy experience. Yeah, the cold is the worst, man. That was the problem with ours. If the water was warm, I would have had a great time. Um, but it was <laughs> fucking freezing. Vacation
1: and, in Georgia. Oh
0: god. Yeah, that's what happens with music videos. It's either like the hottest day ever and you're filming inside of a, a truck, like a box truck. Or it's the yeah. coldest day ever, and you're outside, and you're getting shot with water. So,
1: oh my
0: god! Yeah, music videos really aren't ever fun. Um, but when I do my side project music videos, like we try to make those really fun. Aaron was there for the first one we shot, which is a song called Spiral Gaze, and oh, I- he can attest. I I got very drunk. Um, I had a fantastic <laughs> time. Amazing, um, but yeah. <laughs> We had a great time on that shoot, though. It was super fun. Um, yeah, so, dude, you are uh, pretty new to this whole American metalcore scene, for the most part. Um, it's pretty been really, much, yeah, yeah. You kind of came out of nowhere. I'm briefly familiar with your former <laughs> band, but we'll get there. That's cool. Um, yeah, dude, I have the funniest story to tell you when we get there. It's it's oh hilarious. Um, oh but how did you first, you know, like, well. Let's start. What's your family life like? You got brothers, sisters? What are your parents like? Uh, Yeah, I I got like,
1: I had like the, Sweden is the safest place on the planet. It's just like, you you never like, kind of get that poor. I mean, you can get poor, but then it's your own fault. You know what I mean? Yeah. You you always get some kind of help from the government. I mean, there's always going to be cases where no one gets it, but pretty much it's a safe place Do you know what i mean there's Absolutely. not too much wealth not too much like poor people so i grew up pretty much perfect like i had a perfect childhood had a lot of fun good parents i have a sister that's older than me Dude, and uh, sounds
0: a lot like my childhood yeah
1: yeah right now i live in uh i moved away from my small town hometown with like 66,000 people. And now I live in a bigger town in Sweden. That's pretty much in the middle of the country with my girlfriend. That's and awesome. Uh, Congratulations. Thank you. And like, I don't know. Everything's just perfect. By now I'm just working, like doing carpentry and stuff. Trying nice. to earn money while I write music.
0: Well, because you guys are, um, you guys never shut down, correct? You've just been able to work. No, and we didn't.
1: Function. Like, yeah, exactly. It's just like, I don't know. We have a lot of cases in Sweden, we do, mm-hmm. but our government just decided to kind of, I don't know, it feels Monitor like everyone trusts the government. Way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We restricted places instead, instead of like restricting people from getting to places, you know what I mean? I get that. So like bigger clubs shut down completely, but we still got like restaurants and stuff But they have to follow a certain amount of rules when it comes to like a certain amount of people getting into it. Fantastic. Uh, And uh, yeah, just everywhere you go, you see these lines on the ground or on the floor inside of like a grocery store or something that you have to, you can't step over if someone's at the next line. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You got to keep your distance.
0: And everyone's been very respectful and followed the rules.
1: Yeah, there's always going to be assholes, you know what I mean?
0: Oh, dude, I'm in New <laughs> but, York City right now during this thing, so I'm, yeah, I am see it every day. Um,
1: dude, New York is bad. It's
0: crazy. Um, you know, a lot of it is um, made worse by the news, for sure. It's not oh, yeah. as bad as you think. We're like in my neighborhood. Everyone oh, yeah, wears cause... a mask. Everyone's really respectful at the grocery store. We go all the time. It Everything's been great. But when that's you drive cool. by the
1: major parks in New York City on a nice day, no one gives a yeah. shit. So, yeah, that's that's how it is here, pretty much. It seems like it's that's how it is pretty much everywhere, except mm-hmm. like the extreme countries like China and Italy. Italy is, they're the talking ones about where you'll die up. if you do anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But Italy now, they're talking about opening up the country again. Yeah. But I think that's only for their citizens to come home. That makes or sense. Or something. You well, know, yeah.
0: eventually people are just going to be so poor where they're going to be like, well, we have to do something. Um, but I just got my first check of Donnie Bucks the other day, so I'm pretty excited right now. I refer That's to good. Donnie Bucks as the money that they're giving out in the U.S. currently because I think it's funny because Donald Trump oh. is hilarious.
1: Don- he- Dude, I am American politics It's the biggest source of entertainment I have right now. 1,000%.
0: Yeah, I I try to keep uh, politics off the show. I'm not into politics, and I'm also not very educated, so I don't like to... I feel the same. Yeah, yeah, so I don't try to (laughs) really give out my um, worldview on on everything in broad strokes, but for the most part, I would say uh, he's at least entertaining to witness. And oh, so yeah. is you know the other side, whoever we get at the time, the Bidens and Clintons and stuff. But the whole thing is just, it's fucked. It's all stupid. So I don't care because it I'm is. also yeah. stupid. Um, yeah, I exactly, wouldn't say yeah. you're stupid, but you just shouldn't care about American <laughs> politics because exactly it's a waste of time. Uh, yeah, but eh, we're gonna get past that shit. Don't care. I'm glad your family's really nice. That's good. Thank Parents you. are Thank cool. You. Some people Friends don't have cool. those, and that sucks. I know, and I feel for I those people. It sucks. My parents are like very similar. My parents have been together since high school, and um, yeah, they like worked at a cute little ice cream shop together. And then my dad took my mom to her prom, and they've been together ever since. And they're super cute. They're the best. I love them. But it's like a love story, dude. Legit, honestly. Yeah, she got dumped um, like a week before her prom, and then my dad was like, "Well, I'm gonna take you to prom, Pip." And then she <laughs> <laughs> They did And my dad was the captain of his football team And my mom was a cheerleader course, for the rival of school Of course, yeah So, yeah, they're like the super white collar yeah, family, Like Prom, king, and queen Yeah, it was cute, you know I, They're still super great I love my parents a lot We hang out often um, That's cool, I like that Yeah, this whole quarantine is fine But my dad was just like I don't give a shit It's my birthday Come over and hang out And I'm like, alright, dude I'm doing what you say um, so that was I think nice. it's
1: even cool that it mentions the quarantine thing. Cause like here, no one even talks about it. <laughs> yeah. he's
0: all. He's been really good. Luckily he's still able to work. Um, yeah. And cool. which is pretty cool, but it's just him and his boss and they rotate days and stuff and everyone else ah. is at home. And then he spends a couple of days a week at home. But, um, yeah, it's very interesting to see how, um, How many people are out of work at the moment I think the number was like 40 million But again, fuck politics God damn it, it's consuming my life I don't want to talk about it I want to talk about Screamo We're going to talk about the good shit We're going to talk about Screamo Please, Um, Please, So When did you start singing? Did you do it in school at all? Or was it just something you did for fun?
1: If I remember correctly I started I think I started out with screaming And singing at the same time I did a couple of like, I don't know, it was a couple of like Suicide Silence, Chelsea Green shit, like 2009, eight cool. or something. We did like, a, I joined my friends because they started a cover band kind of, they didn't play shows or anything. They just had a band and a practice room at the kind of youth center thing. was so like Yeah. Yeah. I listened to metal. What were you guys called? We didn't have a name back then. No. Oh, okay. We kind of evolved into a band later on yeah and then like was i mean i think uh members switch of course back yeah. then like someone is like yeah i don't want to play shows in front of people and he just leaves and we get another one and then we started a band and they were we were doing kind of my chemical romance crown the empire influenced post-hardcore metalcore thing i the love weird it. weird shit yeah yes. we did the weird shit and uh Just, I don't know. Did you ever wear eyeliner? No, I didn't. But I had black
0: hair, though. That's cool. I wish I had black hair at
1: some point when I used to have hair. Now I don't have any. I'm bald. I had had the typical emo thing. Not, Not the extreme Andy Black emo thing, but more like the the mitch lucker emo thing you know what i mean that's cool one of my biggest
0: regrets is never piercing my lip when i was younger i always wanted to have like a hoop Mm. on my lip and be because i had like the swoopy bangs and shit i I was i was very screamo when i was younger (laughs) that's cool i'm still pretty screamo as a 31 year old man i screamo all day at my fiance um that's how i make shit happen in my house (laughs) it's pretty cool I like, yeah, I love yeah. it. because you can't like, really like yell at your partner because that's like abuse or whatever. But if I do exactly. it in screamo form, then it's okay.
1: Like a low volume for ice cream.
2: What the <laughs> fuck, <laughs>
0: bitch! I'm
2: but
1: just kidding. Just I would cringey. never call her that. Yeah, <laughs> I do that seriously
0: though all the time. So you're in a cover band. You guys are covering super cool My Chemical Romance
1: and Crown
3: the Empire. You, have songs. you heard about
1: the Have you heard about the band Adept from Europe? Yeah, from of course. Sweden? Yeah, we we did like adept covers. That's the first metal, I don't know, post-hardcore band I've ever listened to. Are they like the biggest
0: Swedish post-hardcore band?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. They're pretty big in Europe now as well. I mean, they're dying, of course. They're getting old. But uh, my old manager uh, in Aviana, also my close friend Christopher, was uh, their tour manager when they kind of blew up in 2009, 10 or what it was. So it's kind of, it's full circle now. Yeah, I think Crystal Lake
0: did like a Russian tour with them recently or something. Yeah, they did.
1: They did. I think Christopher was on the, Christopher introduced, uh, Christopher booked uh, Crystal Lake to Europe with my band, Aviana. Oh, That's how I got to know know those guys. So we did like a three week or two week run or something in Europe and UK. Very cool. And Christopher was on that tour. That was pretty fun.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a blast. Being with Crystal Lake on tour is just super fun in general.
1: You feel like you have never, ever been so bad live yourself when you see Crystal Lake live for the first time. I agree. Um, I watched, I mean,
0: we were on their first U.S. tour. It was them, Miss May I, us, and August Burns Red. And watching Crystal Lake open every night, you were just... By the end of the set, you think to yourself, okay, that's the end. Everyone go home. No one gives a shit anymore. How the
1: hell am I going to top that?
0: Yeah. Luckily, we haven't had to play directly after them yet. There's always been a gap band, and that
1: makes us feel much better about ourselves. Um, (laughs) Dude, we saw them. We played a super small show at the 229 Room, or what it's called in London. Mm -hmm. With them, That was the first show of that tour, and... The first song they did, I saw everyone on the tour package jaws drop straight through the floor. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It was crazy. And every time I've seen them since then, it's been so much fun. Like, they're a fun band to see live.
0: For sure. One of my favorites and probably the most fun band to watch in metalcore, to be honest. Yes, they are. Um, Yeah, I think that's why they've gotten so popular so quickly over here Um, and around the world in general. I mean, they did just headline um, the Never Say Die festival in Europe and, you know, band has blown up for sure. But how long were you in Aviana? Uh,
1: I think Aviana was late. We got together, I think it was mid-2016 or something. They presented a couple of instrumental songs to me that they wanted me to put some vocals on. I said yes, and that shaped the album. And we released, uh, I think we released the first single late 2016 and played our shows, our first show at the beginning of 2017. Very cool. Were well, you the original singer of the band? Yes. Okay. So we started a band together, basically. They've, they've been playing music together forever, but... And they're from uh, like five, they live five hours from here, which is basically across the country.
0: Yeah. So that, that was sense. kind of a
1: long distance thing. I mean, I'm, I'm in a longer long distance now, but that felt very long by, back then. And yeah, I'm sure uh, that
0: was very difficult when you're young.
1: That was, I mean, no, it wasn't. I, I kind of took my car and just went down as often as I could because it's not that expensive. It just You just had to do it. I agree. And, uh, yeah, I think that was, I can't remember when we ended it. Uh, I left, I think it was the, f- I think it was in November, 2017. Yeah. 17. So basically a year. So kinda, had you officially had, a year?
0: Oh, okay. Um, but, had you quit before trying out for invent anime or did you quit after
1: trying out for invent anime? So the story is, I quit. We couldn't get along, basically. And uh, I just like, yeah, fuck it. I'm not going to do metalcore anymore. I don't want to. It's too much work. Exactly. <laughs> That's how I felt back then. And i just like, I love Paris. You know, like electronic pop punk. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to write some electronic pop punk Just see how that goes. Because I just got a new computer, new synths. You know how it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started doing that. wrote a couple of songs. And then I saw that Ben left him and animate. And I'm like, hmm. Hmm. why not <laughs> try out like, right? yeah, why not i had caleb on facebook somehow i don't i don't know how but i must have like fan added him or something i didn't even yeah. listen to him an anime i just heard of them i heard a couple of songs and i liked it and uh, i just hit him up and they he told me i think it took a couple of days and then he answered me and just like sent me an instrumental version of white wolf and i did the just did a cover and they They said that they liked it, but they want to see what others have to offer. And I'm like, of course. And it took like some, I think it took like a month or something. Then they got back to me and told me, here's the whole instrumental album. Do whatever you want and send it to us. We want to hear more. And I just did, I did a new version of their song called Soul Sleep, like lyrics and stuff. And then I took their instrumental track and uh, just put some vocals on it. Just some sweet screams cleans and stuff and then they hit me back like a month after that and just hey i want to be in a band i'm like yeah sure why not
0: <laughs> Dude, that's very cool um yeah, yeah. wow um because i you know trey and i have i mean just in general i guess we have quite the history with invent um i met them pretty early on after i joined the band because my band is from texas as well um cool but even though I live in New York, because Texas is too flat, it's boring.
1: Um, but it is the freedom state, so maybe I'll end up there at some point. The freedom state. Oh, I, yeah, I have yeah. some. I have kind of a hate love to Texas. I, mean, I don't know why. It's really hot and dry, and and overall, like it's not. Yeah, like, but like Houston, Southeast Texas. That's it's humid as fuck. It's so humid. Yeah, it's crazy. I would hate that. I would absolutely <laughs> hate
0: living there, um, but it's that's why I sauna. don't live in Texas. Um, but so you did all this tryout stuff with them. Um, did you guys like actually talk on the phone at all, or see if your personalities meshed, or was it just through yeah we text?
1: We, we actually yeah we actually had like good contact. I don't, don't think I mentioned that, but we had, we had kind of a good contact. We we talked a lot, like the possibility of me joining the band. How is this going to work? Because I obviously not don't live in Texas and uh, we just like we clashed is that the right word
0: clashed. clashed would be like you guys didn't get along so you guys I would say oh, you gelled um gelled you, yeah you guys <laughs> or uh yeah that's uh at least the one that I use most commonly but you guys definitely yeah. you know seem to have gotten we got along very well we got well. along really
1: good yeah we got uh, along and we liked each other they were really funny yeah they liked me and we just, like, we felt like, yeah, this, this could be possible. Why not just try it? And the first time I met them was at the studio in Belleville. So. Yes.
0: <laughs> um, at Graphic Nature Audio, which is owned yes. by Will Putney and run by him and Randy LaBeouf and Matt Guglielmo, I think is how you say his name. I'm not, not sure. But no very called, cool yeah. studio. Um, yeah. I remember being in touch with Trey at the time just kind of asking how things were going and he was saying that it was going very well. For yep. you, was it a complete shock when you got
1: over here or had you been to the United States before? I have never been to the United States before. So it was like, I don't know. I don't think I got like surprised or anything by anything. It's, it's, it's the small things, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like being in America for the first time and stepping out of an Uber in the ghetto in belleville that was weird because the uber driver dropped me off like a block away from the studio so i had to walk (laughs) and i saw the craziest shit on the way there like burnt out houses homeless people screaming at me (laughs) and i'm like where am i (laughs) you ever watch uh you ever watch the sopranos uh i think that's that's the show right because i think i've seen a a couple of episodes yeah
0: yeah they talk about belleville a lot in the sopranos but yeah it's a it's a rough area um the studio is very cool but it is not necessarily the best neighborhood to be hanging out with um exactly but did you fly into new york city or did you fly into new Uh,
1: york no i flew into new york
0: oh okay okay yeah yeah that sucks I'm not like I love Will <laughs> Studio, but I'm not a big fan of New Jersey in, in general. Just no. for well, I shouldn't say that. There are some parts of New Jersey that are awesome. And I do it like is. going yeah. to the shore. The shore is fun. And to add, Jersey Shore is one of my favorite television shows. I've heard
1: about I'm it. I'm not even kidding.
0: It's so American, I think. Bro, if you haven't watched it, get a couple beers, sit down, and watch that fucking show. It is What's so it about? It's just about people from primarily it's primarily Italian-American people from like the New York region, a couple of Staten Island people, a girl from upstate around where I grew up. Her name's Snooky and Snooky. a bunch of other people, <laughs> and they yeah. all come together and they party at the Jersey Shore for the summer. That and they yeah, have so that's, to that's
1: like the shoreline thing.
0: Yeah. They just go to the beach and they hang out at the beach and they live in this little party house and they just do absurd things constantly. It's amazing. Is, this,
1: is it a sitcom?
0: Um, it's a reality television show, so it's unscripted. Um oh. Yeah, these people are just it's They're reckless. It's they're absurd man they're the most ridiculous people on the planet and it's god yeah they just do fucked up stuff all the time and they they just party and have sex with people and drink and dance and it's it's funny it's just a funny show and i love it (laughs) it's you kind of just have to watch an episode and by the time you're through the intro You're going to be like, what did I sign up for here? Uh, What the
1: fuck is this? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely.
0: Um, But when you were in Aviana, did you guys tour a lot? Or just Uh, did the one tour with Crystal Lake?
1: No, we did. So we did a weird thing. We started out doing two headlining tours. So we did one tour in, uh, like, we played one show in Gothenburg in Sweden. Okay. And then we did a tour in the U.K., not a big, not a big and good tour. I mean, some shows they were like zero people, kind of. It was kind of a zero people kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, then we just, uh, then we regrouped with a manager and uh, who just got back from being a dad for like ten years or something. So he started off like where he left off. And uh, then we just booked another tour with another band from Sweden. We did a Europe run. That was. It was better. We had a lot of fun on that tour. That's I think Sweet. that's probably the funnest tour I've ever been on. It was it was crazy going through Europe with those guys. Like everyone was like 23 years old. It was pretty pretty crazy. That sounds awesome. And uh, then we did a couple of shows on the summer in Sweden and then we did a European tour with Crystal Lake in October, I think. So that's about it.
0: So you guys were very and, busy for the year that you were with them.
1: Yeah, the first year was busy. That's we a started, lot. Like yeah, when we dropped the band, we had like a simple record deal, and music videos were done. Record was done. We got a new management, booking and stuff. So, well, maybe that's kind of why you got burnt booking. out so fast with their personalities. I cause think. That's all. I think. I think that was pretty much it. Because everyone was so hyped and everyone was so driven all the mm-hmm. time. Like all the time, we wrote to each other like twenty four seven about stuff, all the time. So naturally, yeah, kind of grew tired of each other. Now it's just one member left, and he's not even a, an original member. He is the vocalist that got after me. He's called I saw Joe. That. He's a great guy. He's a great guy, and he sounds like a freaking monster. And uh, I, I don't know. I, yeah, that's thanks everybody's guys. left. Yeah, I, th- I think I don't know. Is Nick I, the old drummer?
0: Yeah, Nick is. Yeah, Nick is, okay. yeah. so Nick I'm the best guy ever. I met them once, and this is a funny. At least to me, I thought this was funny. So, I'm. Yeah. At playing a festival in Europe, they're on a tour with The Word Alive, and yeah. I went to the bus with The Word Alive and was talking to a couple of the guys, um, Zach and Tony, just catching up, and because they had just done a tour with Invent Anime recently, somehow the band came up, and I was just like, yeah, fucking Van Anime, going and getting some goddamn dude from, like, Czechoslovakia or something to join their fucking <laughs> band, and... <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the on the table next to me next to us in the bus was aviana and they just go oh yeah that's our old singer and i was like <laughs>
2: oh no way like
0: no oh my way. bad like i'm not trying to insult you but that's, that's hilarious crazy. and i was like Do you guys know why he's in invent animate and they were like well, I mean, yeah. And I was like, no, you don't because it's because his name is Marcus and they just want to be like Northlane. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I've heard that one so many times. Uh, yeah, Dude, of course. Yeah. I mean, because you yeah. guys are, uh, I mean, the sound is similar. I thought and- about that before even thinking about doing an audition for Animate. I thought about it because Animate has always been told to kind of sound like Northlane. So yeah. You could okay, just go by Vic know. instead. Yeah, then, kind of. That's how I go by in Sweden mostly. Oh, interesting. But, but it's always been uh, Marcus in America, I think, most of them.
0: Yeah. Well, I think it's honestly in a in the, some ways it, off, it may only help because it creates conversation and people yeah. like to talk and people like it's to funny. talk shit. And sometimes... It's funny. Yeah. And sometimes when you get a little bit of flack for things... It generates some steam, and I think that it's awesome. I mean, I I had to, of course, right away text Trey and just be like, "Dude, for real? That's fucking hilarious." Um, <laughs> but they made the right choice because
1: I by the time did, we yeah. all
0: got to you know hear some demos, because he, you know, I think at the end of the recording cycle, he uh, or recording session when you guys went and worked with Randy, yeah, about. After that, I think is when he filled in for fit for a little bit. Yeah, um, he did. I and that. we got to hear some stuff, and I was like, whoa, this is pretty wild. And um, our photographer, Trevor, he is probably the most like current if not for me, like metalcore fan, he keeps up with bands a lot and he was just like, holy shit, I'm super impressed with this. Um, Was it super nerve-wracking for you to have to go right into the studio and write these songs with them? Or did you have uh, lyrics prepared?
1: I think, so we prepared a little. We had a couple of songs written, like Mm -hmm. pre-product, pre-did. And we just like, wrote some stuff i did uh, i think it was two and a half song or three songs or something so we were kind of prepared and i'm really used to recording because i've been like i produced aviana's album all the vocals by myself and i think they helped out on one song or something physically i mean they we we texted back and forth with the whole aviana album and uh, they were super like Hard on me with everything that with details and stuff because we wanted to make it perfect and I'm so so glad they went hard on me hard on me because it's I don't know I wasn't I learned so much on the way recording the Avian album because I've never done like serious metalcore I always did the like my Chemical Romance weird ass shit before that so I kind of learned on the job and I'm glad they were hard on me with that and so I don't know I was pretty used to just recording a lot. I have my own studio, so... That's awesome. A small studio. And uh, so I wasn't that nervous. I think the most nervous thing was working with someone else, having someone else producing my vocals. You know what I mean? Having Randy. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he was re—he was great to work with. He was great to work with. He's so... I don't know. He makes you he feel very comfortable. Um, he has so many ideas. It's crazy.
0: He is brilliant. Um, yeah, he, he is, is. For those that don't know Randy, Randy... Has produced um, records like Kublai Khan, and he also is a Berkeley graduate guitar player, like just savant, super good fucking riffer. Really um, good. You know, I think you kind of forget sometimes because you don't see him play all the time when he's producing, and then when he finally puts his hands on a guitar, you're like, holy smokes. But him writing out yeah. melody ideas and uh, harmony ideas, he's extremely talented when it comes to that department. So when it yes, came yeah. to you writing um, in English for Invent Anime, is that something that you were pretty familiar with? Did you do that for uh, Aviana songs?
1: Uh, I did it for a, cu- for a couple of songs in a- Aviana. And uh, I think pretty much half or three or four songs for Aviana. But I don't know. I- I'm familiar with it. I've been around English my whole life. It's just like those hard words that is trying to describe 50 things at a time. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I kind of have to like get as much help as I can from the internet and from the guys. And when, because Invent Animate lyrics has always been artsy as hell, like yes. real artsy. And uh, so, writing lyrics to that, I kind of like. I don't know. I always went into it with writing it without the words, and then I just try to like mash everything together with those kind of words just to make it sound better. I and told him, yeah, that shaped the songs at the end pretty much. Very cool. Um, because yeah. I believe I thought, uh,
0: did you and Caleb work on like the lyrics a bit together or something? Um, when uh, it came I to think... kind of revamping, uh, them a I little bit. I think
1: everyone. Everyone worked on lyrics. I didn't cool. do, I think Trey did mo, the majority of it. But then me and Kiki did a couple of songs as well. I think I did three songs that ended up on the album. But awesome. we, we reshaped the song so much in the studio, including lyrics. So basically, it's just a mashup of everyone's thoughts, ideas and feelings and stuff. Well, I'm a fan of it. It came across
0: really great. Um, I went and re-listened to the record this morning so I could refresh myself before we chatted. And it really is interesting listening to, one, I enjoy how consistent it is to the previous Invent Animate records where the theme is um, similar, the vibe is similar. I feel like it's a, a great next step where you almost wouldn't even notice that there was a change. Um, the songwriting definitely stepped up in quality as well. Uh, this new record is fucking bonkers in the riff department, but um, oh yeah, <laughs> I really liked what's the song? It's like Firestorm, or, Fireside. It's fi- a calm yeah. song. Yeah, dude, that song rocks. Like when you just, if I feel like you're just <laughs> letting loose on that song, you're just kind of free flowing. And yeah, it's, being it's passionate.
1: It's so soft. It's so soft. We had uh, another version for it. And I remember when we decided to redo that song, mm-hmm. uh, it, We had the instrumentals were pretty much the same. But we had another vocal version on it that I wrote. And I remember I was so <sighs> clinged on to that version, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, that I couldn't let it go. So it took me like a month to like the new version. And now like a couple of months later, I just feel like, oh, my God, I'm so glad that I didn't convince those guys to do my version. Because when I listen to the old version, I'm like, oh, my God, this fucking sucks. (laughs) You know, I get that,
0: though. Sometimes you do get um, stuck on your first thing that you write, or at least you can't get it out of your head. I'm definitely guilty of that at times. Um, But that's (laughs) great you guys did shift it around because the song is fantastic. And I just love that it sits in the middle of the record where it kind of gives me a break for a second from all the, yeah, you know, yeah,
1: it, and it's hectic. It's hectic.
0: Yeah. There's some chaos in the music. um It's, I, I remember, you know, talking to Trey about the way that they write songs in general between him and Kiki. And yes. I just don't understand how you think of this shit. It's ridiculous. It's yeah, it's bonkers. I but think
1: they just, I think, Sometimes I feel like they just slam the guitar in the ground and then they EQ out all the shit and take the one note that actually sticks to the mix and just put it in and create something out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like I so, can. I don't know. <laughs> it's So we- everything is so we- like there's a couple of breakdowns on the album that it's you don't understand anything. It's just like, what the fuck is going on? And you just go with it. Hello, my friends. Now is the time
0: we stop and we listen to some tunes together like we do every week. And since we're talking about breakdowns, I'm going to give you breakdowns. And speaking of, last week, our friends Left to Suffer dropped a new song with us, and it got us our highest plays yet. So thank you guys very much. I love you. You're great. This week, we are playing a song from HoloFront. They are a band that is managed by none other than Ryan Kirby, the lead vocalist of Fit for a King. And it's already been out for a week, but it's so goddamn catchy that I just had to play it. Uh, Kirby discovered these guys, I think a little over a year ago, maybe closer to two, and they've quickly become family to us. Loose threads, it blends together beautiful melody and the heavy that we all know and love. To me, it's like if the Ghost Inside or North Lane had really, really good sex with Dayseeker. Dakota, the guitar player, delivers soaring melodies that will be stuck in your head for days, while Tyler, the lead vocalist, shares clean duties, but handles all the brutal screams that we could need, filled with insane clarity. I love a screamer, I can understand, and Tyler does just that. Plus, he has really great hair, just like his manager, Kirby. Brandon, the bass player, has become my little bass bro, and while Devin, being the youngest in the band, is one of the sickest drummers out. Go follow him on Instagram or on YouTube, and you will see what I'm talking about. I love this band, and I'm very much looking forward to watching them grow. So here we go, my choice for this week, Loose Threads by Front. as someone who's ignorant to music for the most part, I don't understand how you would do all these crazy time signature changes and stuff, but I can also <laughs> just picture like Trey sitting in his chair or Kiki and just being like down, 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 and then going and making that and riffing yeah. it out and
1: yeah. You know, I don't crazy. Yeah, they, crazy.
0: Uh, yeah, both guys are very interesting. I mean, Trey, you never really know if he's actually asleep or awake
1: because um, exactly. he's... <laughs> well, he, having... ha- he, he could, like, sometimes I just feel like when we have a serious discussion, I can feel like, does he have sleep apnea? Like, did he fall asleep now or freeze or something? Because he has, he has those... Well, gyny, oh, it's, oh, yeah. it's like... Exactly. Uh... He has the Obama... Like you know, Obama, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like he takes oh yeah. those pauses just because everything he says has to be perfect. I, but yes. it it's always funny the way he say it. <laughs> yeah, he's one of the
0: funniest people I know.
1: I love him. Like everything sure. he says, like if he smiles, I start laughing. Yeah, that's the you thing. know he's thinking about something. You yeah, know he's got it. And he it can anything. just like in the van, like on the tour he could just sometimes, he could just sit it and drive and he could just start bursting out to laugh. And I'm like, what the fuck? And <laughs> you know, he just tell, tells us something about that he thought about it and it's not even funny. But he laugh because he's laughing. It's like he's so chill
0: all the time that also when he has a burst of energy and he just starts like headbanging and being fucking weird, it's the yeah. funniest <laughs> thing ever.
1: It's so great. Yes.
0: Um, yeah. I <laughs> I love Trey. He was a great, like, uh, after having Bob in our, you know, as our touring guitar player, he's still in the band, he just doesn't tour, and then yeah. having Trey come out with us for a while, it was nice, because Bob is chill and also has the lowest voice on the planet, so having Trey out was like, <laughs> oh, your voice is kind of similar, this feels really great to me. Um, yeah. Thanks. But, okay, so when you joined, you did, like, an, uh, a YouTube video first, right? Was that,
1: like, the tryout? Uh, no so you, i did um did you have I did to a do one that? take on i did a one take on one song first it was a video to it actually oh, okay. I will never release it because i don't look like that anymore <laughs> Word. <laughs> at all it is so embarrassing and that the first song i did I did white wolf and the screams were really good, but the clean vocals did not turn out good and i have i can't even remember why I settled with it but when i when I got the chance to redo My tryouts, and I did a full production on on two songs, Mm -hmm. it was like 400,000 times better. And I'm so glad I got the chance to do that.
0: Yeah, because there was a bunch of kids who were just putting out like YouTube covers and shit.
1: Um, Yeah, a couple of them, they were really good. Yeah, some were definitely solid. Um, Yeah. yeah. I saw them popping up before they asked me to join the band. I saw a couple of them popping up, and I'm like, I'm not even that good. Bro, but your name is Marcus. Exactly. That's why I got the gig. Yeah, that's
0: why you got the job. <laughs> they were just like, oh, well, these other guys, like, they're pretty good too, but their name's like Ben. You know, exactly. you can't have another Ben because you exactly. had a Ben. You need a Marcus because Northlane has a Marcus. So, exactly, um, yeah. No, that's awesome. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, the YouTube thing, that would be interesting. Luckily, when I joined Fit, I didn't have to do any live shit like that. Well, at least publicly, I sent it to them. I think it's still actually. There's I, like, didn't,
1: I didn't do public, I just sent it to them. No one has ever seen that video.
0: Yeah, fuck that. Fortunately. Do that. But they also didn't do like a public tryout thing. And I think uh. it was just good that Invent did do one just because it creates buzz. People like it, it's fun. It's a fun way to do it. But yeah. you just smoked the competition, bruh. It was That's cool. cool. That's cool. It's cool. Yeah. It feels You're, cool
1: to look at that way.
0: With your singing. Do you use a falsetto when you're reaching those really high range notes or is it um, all no, chest just, voice? It's,
1: no, it's just a mixed voice. It's it's both. So it's a middle register okay. that I use. You okay, so kind of like that.
0: Um, it sounds kind of like an Anthony Greeny type thing, but his voice I think really – sp- I have met him once um, at a show when he was playing solo and got to speak to him for a moment. And I was like, holy smokes, your speaking voice is so high-pitched, but yours is not that high-pitched. Um it's definitely um, I don't know. It's a semi-baritone. Dude, but I'm
1: Viking, bro. I'm fuck Viking. yeah, dude. <laughs>
0: fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, I know. That's your guys' thing, right? You're supposed to be in a death metal band or something because <clears throat> you're from Sweden.
1: Yeah, I know, but I don't. I I don't think I know one person in this, in this country that listens to death metal, like the real death metal. Well, I don't even know one death metal band in Sweden. I know Finland got like 400,000 death metal bands, but Sweden, nah, I don't know. Did it just originate in Sweden, right? I think it has to be something like that. Yeah, it has to be something like that. Yeah, it's
0: just because Gothenburg is the best name of any city
1: in the world. It is, it is. They yeah. got in flames. Oh, it's from Gothenburg. That's I sick. think they live in Gothenburg at least. That's super cool. They they got that thing, but that's not death metal either, so.
0: No, but they're huge, so that's cool. I would like to tour with that band.
1: That would be cool, actually.
0: (laughs) Yeah, if I could have any, I would go play any show right now. That would be pretty cool. But the world doesn't want me to. They're just like, oh, dude, you're going to go have a really cool year? Oh, fuck you. I'm going to kick you in the nuts instead. Um, yeah,
1: this is not the best year for us either. To be oh honest, man. we just got back.
0: <laughs> no, you know what though? I'm just gonna sit back. I'm gonna get some Donnie bucks. I'm gonna be really poor, and then I'm not gonna have to pay any taxes next year. So that'll be cool. Um, I'm into it that too. Nice. Like, maybe I'll just start like cooking meth, like Breaking Bad or something. That would be pretty sweet. Do you, you like uh, you.
1: American TV at all? You watch any of it? Yeah, we we I think we watch American TV as much as america pretty much okay, we don't cool. have good swedish tv shows at all i mean people over like i don't know older people like the swedish things but i don't know i don't even know one person in my age that watches the swedish ones but we have netflix and hbo and all that stuff so that's cool yeah yeah we like Brit- some some of us like british tv like sherlock and oh okay some a couple of them but i've watched just that show uh, a few times yeah it's it's it's
0: good but See, I call all that stuff Pride and Prejudice. Um, so every time, like any my partner puts on anything that has an English accent, I call it Pride and Prejudice TV. Because um, usually oh. it has to do with romance, and then like some girl is like pissed, but everyone's British and they're dressed like they're British. So that makes yeah. me think of Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, so, and the intro
1: always it. has the same music, and it is in sixty <laughs> FPS. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, um, that's when you know it's British. I have to do it sometimes though, or at least like
0: she'll be watching it and I'll just like watch it with her. Like, I tried, you know, to not always box her out because usually I just want to put on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia for the 5,000th time.
1: And, um, oh my God. so I haven't yeah. even watched that. I've seen it's I've the seen greatest so many, show to ever exist, dude. I've seen so many people doing the costume. Oh yeah, like the 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 dayman character, Man? yeah. The costume for Halloween in Sweden, and I am like, yeah, I am gonna watch that fucking show. It looks amazing, but I never do it. I it is actually
0: my it. favorite show
1: ever. It's pretty I- hectic, right? He's pretty, like, yeah. beaten down.
0: Oh, for sure. It's the it's for a time when the world is very um, PC at the moment. It's one of those shows that is done and said. The most ridiculous things and not been called out because it's that funny and it's very oh. relatable. And they, it's almost like a more evil, more satirical Seinfeld where it's not necessarily everything that could or would happen in your life, but they think of the most extreme things that could happen in your life and make them reality on a TV show. And it's fucking I hilarious. I need
1: to check that out. I've, I think I've seen, I've seen two shows american shows that i feel like it's the most yeah. fucked up shows i've ever seen one is have you seen blue mountain state it's like oh college. yeah yeah it's awesome it's so funny i love that but it's so fucking stupid it's so stupid yeah, yeah jared then we got have, me onto that show our drummer oh yeah then we have then we have what's it called californication i never watched that Dude, oh, my God. That is the stupidest show ever, but I always get stuck. And after every episode I've ever watched of that show, I feel so bad about myself. Like, I get, like, instant depression when I turn it off because it's it's about a guy and it never goes well for him at all because he's so, I don't know. I've had a few shows
0: like that that I just can't watch. Like, currently, I was trying to watch Ozark because it's so popular And then, um, do you watch that show? Have you seen it? I know
1: which one it is. Okay. Actually, it's on Netflix, right?
0: Well, yeah. Long story short, I get to a certain episode, and, you know, I see this guy's mom shoot up heroin, and then they're, like, fighting about it, and I was just like, absolutely not. I'm turning this off. I'm not watching this. Like, one, I don't like needles. Two, heroin sucks. And three... Fucking mom, like I don't want to watch that. I love my mom. Yeah. I never want to think about yeah. my mom doing anything bad. You know, like, I mean, we hang out, we have some drinks because my mom's the shit. But like, yeah. not, you know, that's crazy. And just the pain that you see in this actor's face when he's like trying to like fight with his mother. I was like, I can't, I can't watch this. Instantly ripped my soul out. And I was like, not watching that. Put on it's always sunny. I need
1: something fun. Um, me and my me and, speaking of British shows. Me and my girlfriend just watched. Uh, afterlife with uh, ricky gervais i haven't watched that dude i have never i i'm so like angry that i slept on that show because i've never laughed so many times in each episode and i freaking cried to that show because it's the saddest show in the world it's so sad it's about sadness like he i don't have no idea how he put that together because you laugh so much but it's so sad. I'm going to have to watch it. Um, So there's two seasons out right now. Both seasons are amazing. The characters are amazing. See, I, I cry to weird things on
0: TV, like American Idol right now. Um, like (laughs) my, (laughs) my partner will be watching America and she actually, it's gotten to the point where she won't, she's so nice. She won't watch it around me. She'll like watch it while she's like taking a shower or like, out oh. somewhere while i'm not here because it right. makes me sad because i don't know i think just watching all these people be super passionate about music um it like hits me where i'm like oh my god that's what i like i want to sing and then yeah. i cry and or i watch Grey's anatomy <laughs> and then i cry to that um,
1: grace anatomy yeah oh, what's the song called from grace anatomy with the fray
0: Oh, that Cable Car song, isn't that it? No, 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 no. no, no.
1: I don't know. How to Save a Life. Oh, How to Save a Life. Oh, my God, I've sung that song at least 4,000 times the last couple of six years. It's the perfect song for vocal warm-ups before I knew about vocal, like, practice techniques and stuff. Dude, you're screamo. You don't
0: need to practice or warm up. You just go out there and scream. Yeah, exactly. Right? There's no technique to it. You just blow out your vocal cords every day.
1: I don't think it's like with the screaming. There's no technique anymore. It was. I thought about it, but now I don't. I just freaking scream. Unfortunately, yeah. I want to be better.
0: <laughs> do you, you know, I think it is a, it's a very challenging thing to learn. Um, I've tried myself and I'm not very good at it. But um, I watch someone like Ryan from my band do it. And I'm like, how the fuck do you have that much control?
1: Yeah, or someone like Caleb for like,
0: from Beartooth. Yeah, um, but
1: how, how can Ryan scream for four fucking hours without taking one single breath? I've seen the video. I yeah, saw that live wild. video. Um, you know, I think one is
0: he's got solid technique. He doesn't push too hard. Like, you can watch him. I've not seen him do it in tracking. And he's just kind of got this way down where if he, you know, he just relaxes and can the volume has to be. Push.
1: The volume has to be so low. It's pretty low. It's not like, it's not super loud. Um, And I think I want to be low in volume too. I feel like no one ever should be loud. There's nothing good to being loud. It's better to sound like you're loud, but you're not. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, your
0: screams really shouldn't be louder than you're singing. Um, They should be about the same volume. Ryan's are very consistent. Um,
1: Yeah, mine has gotten to a point where it's like when I sing high notes, like courses and stuff and songs. Mm-hmm. And when I scream, those are pretty much similar before, like before I joined Invent Anime, the scream was like twice as high. So I'm oh, yeah. on the way to the right side right now. And that's it feels awesome.
0: Good. You should link yeah. up with Ryan if you want to just talk about it sometime. Cause he is super, super good at, um, the like the technique and he's taught lessons and stuff. So he helps out. That'd he did cool, that actually. whole Xen of screaming thing with, um, oh, I mean, Melissa Cross. Cross as well. Um, and that definitely helped him like fuse together his screaming and singing because he went from zero to 60, really, where he had only sang on one song and then started singing most of our choruses um, in between one record. So when it came time for him to do it live, he was just you know, like, oh, wow, this is a challenge. And now he's got it down great, but you know it, it takes a while. People don't think about, one, how difficult it is in general, but two, when you're tracking a record or writing songs like this, I think the hardest part, at least for me when I first joined Fit for a King, was I'm tracking so I can make layers, I can add harmonies, I can do all these things to thicken things up and make it sound super sick. But then when it comes time to singing it live, that's fucking hard. Um, It's really difficult to sing these super high register melodies after you've been spinning around for 30 minutes and whatever. Now throw in... Yeah, I mean you're screaming on top of it. So then having to sing choruses is just
1: mind-blowing. It's a lot. That's the thing that improved a lot on the Trilogy tour cuz in Aviana I never sung. Like I I didn't sing at all. Like we had I think we had like one or two songs where there were like small fragments of clean vocals and mm-hmm. one big bridge part in a song. But in Invent like every chorus on the album except one song has clean vocals and they're high. They're high in pitch, all of them, and I have oh, to like, yeah. I don't know, I think it took me like two or three shows, because I've been practicing hard last year on the songs, mm-hmm. and uh, but when it got to come on stage, I knew that it was going to be hard, but I didn't know that it was going to be that hard, so it took me like three shows to get back to that pace, you know what I mean? That makes so, sense. Um Yeah. Because I I blew out my lungs so hard on the first show, I remember. Like, it felt like someone was strangling me. Because I had so much fun, you know? Mm -hmm. But after the show, I was dead. Like, I died. Oh, yeah.
0: And, you know, the difference in touring in the U.S. versus most other places is it's not like you're going and playing 14 shows. You're playing 25 to 30 shows with maybe one day off a week. So you're constantly going after it and having to really learn how to ease yourself outside of the show. So not talking too much at the table and um, not partying too hard with your friends. But when it's your first tour in the United States, I'm sure everyone wants to talk to you and yeah. you probably wanted to party with your friends. So yeah, yeah, it seems like a challenge, but um, you know, you really have crushed it, man. I've, you know, looked at a lot Thanks. of YouTube videos I've heard from fans yeah. and people really seem to love what you are bringing to the table um that's but, cool. Yeah. Um what would you say was your uh you know, biggest challenge with joining an American band?
1: I think I don't know actually. You would think that it is traveling and stuff, but it hasn't been that big of a challenge, to be honest. Because Sweden is Swedish people is always allowed in America. There's no problem there. So I think I think the biggest challenge has been I don't know like the biggest challenge I've never thought about that that's a good question I think it might be like uh like not being able to tell people before we drop something Mm -hmm. that was that was pretty hard like because we agreed on having it as some kind of secret even though it's not the biggest band in the world we wanted to keep it a secret of course. But that was hard. Like, I couldn't do anything at all. We went to New York when we were in the studio and checked out Manhattan and stuff. I'd never seen New York City. so, And I just took, like, 400 pictures. And... Naturally. Yeah, but I couldn't post anything, so that sucked. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, yeah, that's,
0: that is rough. I didn't even think about it that in depth where you guys were keeping it that much of a secret. Um, yeah. But it was worth it in the end, I'd say. Yeah. You know, especially I I know, you know, talking to them, uh, like I said, you know, previously when you're a younger band and you go through a member change and you're, you know, coming out with a new record and it's not just a member change, it's your lead singer. You may think this is going to be really difficult for us to be able to keep our band hype, especially after two years of not touring. But I would say you guys came back stronger than ever. I I feel that's like cool. people are more into Invent Animate than I've ever noticed and I'm super super stoked
1: on it. Um yeah, it kind of feels good. I never I've never <clears throat> seen Invent Animate as a big band. I just saw them as a band that's big enough to tour with big bands. You know what I mean? Or yeah, bigger bands.
0: That early the early stages of metalcore is very interesting because the way that um you know the how you get paid on tour and stuff, it break it it breaks down in a very interesting way where there is a really wide range between being Beartooth and being Invent Animate, for sure. Yeah, um, exactly. But things also can increase pretty quickly. Um, I'd say, you know, if you, you'd you rather be, at least from what I've seen, and maybe this just comes from the way that my band is, but I like having the slow and steady that is just kind of always ticking up the mountain, at a nice consistent pace, and you can kind of watch everything. Where there are a lot of bands in the past where they've been the, you know, no harm, no foul, but the woe is me, or, you know, kind of bands like that where they just come and go pretty quickly, and it's not that they couldn't have stayed and been successful bands, but just before you know it, they've come to an end, and, um, you know, but also were more popular than a lot of bands for the time that
1: they existed. So Yeah, there's been a couple of bands like that.
0: Yeah, you know, I think it comes and goes. Um, but it's cool to see that you guys, you know, got as your first tour coming back, going out with the Silent Planet guys on that trilogy tour because that was a hell
1: of a fucking lineup. That was an amazing ride, even though it ended too soon. We didn't get to play Texas and Cali, but Yeah. You guys missed out on was, like a week and a half, right? Uh, something like that. Yeah, I think it was four three or four Texas dates and then we had Pomona left. That Glasshouse show was gonna sell out. That Glasshouse show was gonna be so much fun, and it oh, yeah. sucks that we didn't get to play it. And it sucks that we didn't get to play Texas. I mean that 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 was gonna be good shows for us. I Absolutely, mean, the home state, and I don't know. The tour was looking so good, like so much better for us than we thought it was gonna be. I mean. All the places were packed every night. People were singing along to our songs, even, though, even the newer songs. That was pretty cool to me, personally. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just so packed. Great bands. Great band. Greyhaven fucking smashed it every night. Currents. I love oh that Oh, my band. Lord. Currents would, I don't know. They're like, one
0: of my favorite bands to be around. They're really good uh, friends of mine. And there's I, so much I love
1: like ev- every person in that band is its own character. I love it. Oh, yeah. There's so there's so much fun. And Castaldi
0: uh, is like he is my boyfriend. Like when we're on tour together, <laughs> we're together all the time. It's stupid. Um, but Chris and I actually, um, he lives there currently, but we live down the street from each other when I used to live upstate. Um,
1: oh and guitarist right yeah
0: um chris weissman yeah yeah. sorry yeah weissman yeah so we all you know we we've done we've done probably over a hundred shows with um currents Currents, so they're amazing like so brian's vocals live is oh my lord yep it makes me just i look at him
1: like how does that look so easy for you please teach me how to do this exactly yeah we talked about that a lot on the tour me and brian like vocals in general and stuff, but I never understand him anyway. So, because he's a freaking magician. I take credit for one
0: thing that in Brian's life, which is I kept hassling him to grow his hair out and be the metalcore We the Kings guy. Oh, and thank you so much. Doug. And his hair oh is so God. sick. Like, it is. It is. My mom's a redhead. So I like, I have a soft spot for redheads. You know what I mean? And like, my, yeah, my we- beard is red. And
1: I was like, dog, your hair's so fucking nice. Grow it out. But yeah, we got like, I think it was pretty much 30 times that tour, someone mistook either him for me or me for him. Oh, yeah. Because you guys well, do we look got very like, similar. Yeah, we b- both both had like orange beards, right? Mm-hmm. red beards, and we always use like a dad hat and the hair behind the ears thing. Mm-hmm. So people mistook us so many times. And you both and he, like, like to wear long sleeves. Yeah, exactly. That's the funny thing. Like, never in my life, never in my life, have I ever wore a long sleeve before that tour. And I got the Currents one, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm gonna wear this every show this tour, and I did. That yeah, pretty cool. I'm always no, guilty
0: like, of that, like having only one or two things that I wear on the whole tour, and then I smell it like complete shit because I'm, uh,
1: I'm <laughs> such a smelly, disgusting, trash human. But... Actually, I I had two Currents long sleeves because I broke the first one while nice. crowd surfing. Dude, then you just cut the
0: sleeves off, bro. Just go sleeveless all the time. It's the only way to be. Who needs sleeves?
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, dude. Absolutely. That's sick. Hey, what a what a tour for you to get to go out on to start with. Um, those guys are, yeah. are really fantastic and so are the silent planet boys. Um, we share Even, management, yeah. so we uh have done a lot together and That's kind cool. of grown as bands together over the years. Um So it's amazing to see what kind of rooms they were selling out and how well that tour was doing. Because if you did good, it was just such a perfect lineup. If you are into that style of music, there's no way that you didn't want to go to that show. It was the perfect Reddit tour ever. (laughs) Like, you guys are, by the way, I feel like everyone's favorite band on Reddit. And do you know what Reddit is? Yeah, I know where the Reddit is. Okay, did you? <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Reddit, dude. Oh my yeah. god! Did you read a lot of it as your um, record came out?
1: Yeah, I think I read the most before it came out because we have FBI agent fans. They figured yeah, out yeah they that figured I was it new out new vocalist long before long before it was supposed to get out. So that's awesome. They're, yeah, they're pretty good. I mean, we weren't that cautious with it, but still. Who cares? Who even cares that much to figure it out? That's crazy.
0: Because they love music. It's awesome. Dude, I used to be like that when I was younger. I was—I mean, yeah, me one, too, we didn't also. have the internet like that when I was a kid. Like, I used to have to go on pure volume or something like that and, like, just listen through stuff on dial-up for hours and make my parents mad, where nowadays you can research something so well that you can deep dive and figure out who's trying out for a band. But... Yeah. Um... You know, in a way, I feel like it's exciting that they figured it out because that means people care and that they're interested in you guys. Um,
1: And That makes me happy.
0: You know, I like looking at something like Reddit where it's just kids, or I should say people, having a conversation with each other about the things that they like. So if you come up very often there and people review you well, It's just because they like you. And there's no one that's in there buying ads or forcing anything on anyone. And you guys have just naturally been one of those bands where Reddit consistently goes back and just says, like, yeah, invent animates the shit. This is a fantastic band.
1: I I like that because it feels like the, I don't know. I've never seen anything, like, super duper bad about Us or the new album since it came out on reddit and that makes me so glad because people were saying stuff like before it came out like it's just shit comments you know it's always going to be like that everyone has an opinion and some are stronger than others oh yeah but i'm i'm surprised how like well it did when it came out the album
0: yeah i when i first joined fit i heard some read some terrible shit about myself and uh oh
1: my you know, the
0: internet's a vicious place because these people that are making these comments and re- reviewing music and stuff they I've, I don't know if they do it intentionally because they're like oh I know this motherfucker is gonna read this so I'm gonna say yes. something mean or if they're just doing it because they don't care about how people feel but yeah people throw out some really vicious comments sometimes and especially when you're young and you're doing your best to maybe achieve a lifelong dream that you've had, having someone automatically just go and judge you and be like, oh, no, this guy's fucking terrible. It's like, well, who are you? Like, I'm trying so hard here right now. You have no idea what I'm going through, especially for a man who just flew from Sweden to the United States for the first time (laughs) to join a band. Like, that's far more adventurous than what I did because, I mean, granted, I only had four days to get to Texas. My, they called me after trying out for like two months. They're like, all right, so, uh, how soon can you get here? And I was like, um, oh my how soon do you want me? And they're like, is four days? Okay. So, I moved out of my apartment, took my car off the road, and left to Texas.
1: But you're, you're like, no, yeah. 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 <laughs> all right. Cool. All right, all right. Right.
0: I was semi prepared. All my friends that I lived with were knowing that I was trying to do it. So, as soon as they gave me the call, I was just like, yeah, I'm out of here. Let's go. Even though I cried a lot like a big baby. But, um, I get the- Was that a really emotional experience for you, like leaving to come here for the first time, flying by yourself, going to try out for this band and not really knowing these people um, as well as maybe you had with other people you've worked with in the past?
1: No, it was, I don't know, like, if I think about it, it feels like it would be natural if it was like that. But I think I was so used to travel with Aviana like just get to them just to Mm -hmm. hang out with them properly and like be with people that enjoy music as much as I do but so I don't know it felt like it felt so natural to fly over here for the first time I mean I was nervous like sure and I hate flying like a lot I hate flying so much but still i feel like it felt so good it felt so right and once we got to work and kind of got into it just like yeah this is what i'm gonna do until i can't do it anymore (laughs) i love hearing that man
0: that's so sick like
1: yeah
0: it's hard to i've tried a million times to explain what it's like to other people what it is to pursue music or something that's in the arts because you know, it's great when you get to a point where maybe you can pay your rent and make some money and live a life, but it's so far beyond that where it's just it's a necessity. Like I I do it because I have to. I'm just glad that I end up making a living at it. And yeah. you know, I'm glad to see that you have that kind of dedication where you were like, I'm just going to go for this and I'm going to give it my all and you're crushing it, man. I mean, I don't think that Invents going to miss any steps in this time period while we have the COVID thing going on. I think that when it comes back to, you know, touring, you guys are just going to be very busy. You're going to be on a lot of bills.
1: You're going to be so, so busy.
0: So we're going to look at... We, hmm?
1: we had so many things planned this summer and the fall. And everything just same. crashes down. It sucks. It yeah, sucks. it's rough.
0: We had, a, you know, I think we're all in the same boat of having like a whole year planned. I mean, we had U.S., Europe, Japan, Australia, and then a Parkway Drive tour that all oh, went to shit. yeah, yeah.
1: Good God.
0: Yeah, it was like really cool. I was super stoked on it. And um, that's why I love reading everyone's opinions about how they feel on the internet because they're like, oh my God, my life sucks. Well, guess what? That was going to be the best year of my fucking life, you stupid motherfuckers. So how about you shut up with your opinion because I don't want to read it anymore and I still want to stay on the internet. Yeah. Um, I
1: remember the guys. I remember the people who who complained when bands started to uh, close down tours and just like cancel tours. Yeah, Uh, and and like regular fans just like bashed the bands because they did that.
0: Yep. Well, now we got like, like, dude. This past week, and I'm not saying this because I hate them because I don't because I do. I like MetalSucks.net, but MetalSucks.net decided to put out an article where they uh, called us dumbasses for rescheduling our tour for June, July, and then having it cancel again because. They tried to make us look like we were stupid, like, oh, yeah, we knew this was going to get canceled again. Well, cool. When at the time when our tour was first getting canceled, our agent called us and he was like, hey, what we're going to do is we're going to be the first on this and we're going to rebook your tour and hope that things are better in two months. Because um, we've never been through a world pandemic before. Uh I definitely haven't. I don't think anybody else that's listening to this has. So metal sucks. I, I, metal sucks. I guess they had insider info and they know much more than um, myself or the news. But it was just fucking stupid. We were like, guys. Like, I get that you like to make fun of things, and your your name is Metal Sucks. But now is not really the time. That's like kicking me in the nuts right after I just had nut surgery. Like,
1: what's it, what's it called? Satire. Is yeah. that the
0: right word? Yep. Proper. Look at well, you. You're so smart. See, it, that's the thing. I feel so fucking stupid when I talk to people like you in Rio <laughs> because, you know, I'm talking to Rio last week and in his interview, he's talking about how his English isn't that great. And then as he's describing his music, he's like, you know, it's like catharsis. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah, Your vocabulary is... I'm not doing those words. Dan, your English is absolutely fantastic. Um, and it's Thank not you. like, it's funny because people say that. Like, it's like, you're so lucky that you're really good at speaking English. Like, if you didn't know how to speak English really well, like, you'd be stupid. Because people always say that. They're like, wow, I'm so <laughs> impressed. But I, it's cool. I appreciate it. Um, yeah,
1: because- the guy always, always makes me speaking like a real american accent oh fuck yeah brother
0: so hard do it give it to
1: us good god no i would not
0: oh man michael from being as an ocean um he used to do the best impression where he'd just (laughs) like do this really california like what's up bros you want to go to taco bell
1: (laughs) (laughs) sounds like the duff man
0: oh it's so good duff man um yeah, I you know just don't don't pick up a New York accent. Mine only really comes out if I'm intoxicated. New but York, it's a uh, coffee, it's, coffee. You stupid motherfucker. Um, it's and on the signs as you're leaving the city right now, it literally says like wearing a mask outside. Forget about it. You know, like yeah. it's so stupid. But. I uh, posted on Reddit earlier today so there are a couple questions for you and I'm going to look at them right now.
1: Hand them over, hand them over.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. This is from R. Nasty. Ooh, oh, God. Yeah. I always wonder the struggles of having a touring band in the U.S. while living in Sweden. <laughs> it has to be quite costly and Invent isn't the largest band. How, how do you handle that? How does that know. work out for
1: you guys? When I look at Other people having to fly over to America. That's from like, uh, I don't know, Spain, France, Germany, England. It looks expensive because I don't pay that much. Like people would think that it's really expensive. And when I talk to the guys and when we speak to them flying over here, it's twice the cost for them to get. Yeah, it's twice the cost to get for you guys to get a round ticket to Europe than it is for me. And thats I don't know why. I think it has something to do with flight taxes or something. Maybe.
0: And just uh, flying all the gear over, too, is very
1: expensive. Yeah, but still, like, just a ticket. Like, oh, it yeah. costs so much for you guys. Well, for me, it's, like, basically five, 600 bucks. Oh, wow. That's so great. That's not yeah, bad. So it, it works out fine. I mean, it's still a cost. Like, I, I can't say I'm rich or something, but yeah. it's it's still a cost, but, like... I manage. It works out pretty well. It does.
0: So so you're able to work enough at home right now. So when you come over here and I I think um, if I remember correctly, you guys, you know, kind of take invent helps to take care of the bill for the flying. But um, when you get over here, you uh, have enough money where you can kind of enjoy yourself on tour and not be, you know, too poor and have to eat McDonald's every day. Like, I'm doing all right. Yeah,
1: like, so last couple of times has worked out pretty well. And I think the future looks really bright for me personally. So, and for the band, of course. Yeah, I agree. Um, It's interesting. not that. The only thing that kind of sucks with with working with an American band is the time difference that you and I have right now. Yes. That thing can be pretty harsh because if it were the other way, it would be easier for me. But then it would be harder for you guys. So... That that's one thing and just the thing that i can't see them every day yeah it's gotta be hard too yeah, yeah. same Working, i hate like,
0: that my band is spread out even though i choose not to live in where they live um
1: <laughs> i just stay
0: here because of my parents i want to be near my family and stuff um because i think I get they're that. great i get that um and i've spent so much time with them where i think if say you if you did do this whole year of touring you wouldn't be like oh man it stinks i can't see them you'd be like oh thank god i have a nice you know month <laughs> and a half off in sweden
3: you know yeah. cuz we
0: definitely uh, get like that you know i think things yeah, are a definitely. lot it gets better once you get to a point where you know you're playing bigger clubs you can tour more comfortably you have a tech or you have a you know your tour manager and you've got all this stuff laid out for you so it's not so difficult where you know once you reach that point i mean touring is pretty easy you just have to wake up and live life and yeah. play for forty minutes a day. Yeah, it's not had, too difficult. Like this
1: tour, we had a great time. Like we had a great time. Of course, you have bad moments on tour, like it doesn't matter who you are, but naturally. Still it was it was a great time. I had a lot of fun on that tour. It was really fun. It sucks that it ended too early.
0: Yeah, man. You guys I I know it really broke Garrett's heart that he didn't get to do that glasshouse show. And yeah. I that was so. a really big moment for them and i just don't think when we cancel moments like these as bands you know it's it's sad for everybody but people don't realize how many years a guy like garrett worked to sell out that venue and to have that moment where the set garrett is, is done
1: working guy One of the
0: hardest working guys out there. And when that set is done and he gets to look out on the crowd and they all get to experience that together, I mean, that is something that you'll remember for the rest of your life and it's something that you can't give back. And it's not that they are not going to create new memories and do that exact thing. When they come back, they will sell out that venue and it will be huge and everyone will love it. They will, they will.
1: I think, I think what? Uh, from what I've, I've, I've followed Silent Planet for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, not like a super fan, but I, I know knew who they were, and I saw when they did something great. But last year, I've seen a lot. Like it feels like they're growing. A oh, lot for sure, right, for now. sure. Yeah, they definitely yeah, a got thing. a lot bigger,
0: um, and as they should, because the band is so good. But yeah, all right, really we got good. some more questions for you here. Oh, All yeah, right. This is from Blood Moon Gaming. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Here's my two questions. What was Marcus's involvement in the songwriting on Grayview, and how did the songwriting process differ from Aviana compared to Aviana?
1: I think in InventAnimate, a couple of songs were already written, of course, but I think I still have those. I don't know they valued my opinion sometimes because I'm still a new guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But when it comes to vocals, uh, we had the best cooperative like process ever. Like it was so smooth. Everyone had good ideas and uh, no one was left out. Like I think it was like once or twice someone was left out because like after a while you just get stupid ideas of course, but like it was so smooth. And I remember being in the studio in New Jersey and every, I just felt like this is going so well. Like this is going so well. This is going so smooth because I don't know. That's fantastic. The guys are so humble in the work process. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's not a, they're not arrogant in any way, Kiki and Trey, like not no. at all. Like, not even a single percent. And I love it.
3: No, some of the nicest
1: people I've met in touring, for sure. Exactly, yeah. And, like, being in, uh, like, comparing that to Aviana. Aviana was, like, a bunch of, like, young guys that just wanted everything. All of us. So Mm -hmm. we worked, I think we worked too hard, actually, the first year as a band. And uh, it went well, of course, but I think, I don't know too much too much fire i would okay. say okay i feel that yeah That's and cool. i remember like and the fact that i kind of learned on the job with uh, aviana kind of made it uh, a pain in the ass like sometimes i felt like i work eight hours a day at my regular job and i get home and i beat down six seven eight hours in the studio in my basement and like over and over and over again just to produce a record for three months and it was it was pretty hectic.
0: But that's why you're here, though, man. You have that dedication. You have the fire that most people don't have because you can't just casually do this. You can't just casually try to take over the world and be a big band. You no, are working your ass off to be who you are and to be as big as you are, and... It you know, that's why you got to be in a whole band from another place in the world, because your talent is just that fantastic where it, it speaks for itself and your work ethic ma- gets you out there and gives you that opportunity. You know, you didn't shy away from it. You saw the chance. You went for it and you crushed it. So see,
1: I just I just feel like it was because my name was Marcus and I have a funny accent.
0: Goddamn right, brother. That's the truth. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it is. It is. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I have to get other Marcus on here at some point, too. That would be fun. That would be cool. I haven't seen him in a minute. Last time I saw... Man, I always bring up bad times where... Everyone on here is going to think I drink a lot, and I really don't drink very often. But when I see <laughs> my friends, I just happen to drink a, a bit too much. Yeah, it. last time I saw him, I kind of like <clears throat> uh, blacked out a little bit. Um, but that was really fun, because I just talked about that in the last episode with Rio. So I guess that's why I'm... I'm just referencing the same time. That's, that's not funny. even that bad. Um, yeah, it's not and all i had to do was get in an uber and go home so i was not fine not oh,
1: whatever right. and it's
0: really it's north lane's fault and or i should say it's jesse's fault from eric because he he put the the maker's mark in my hand or maybe maybe See. it was josh i don't remember i was drunk but
1: i feel, I feel like i know jesse but yeah. i've never met the guy i've never <sighs> met him yeah he's kind
0: all. of a, a ghost member of invent animate in a, in a yeah way. he
1: is like he is that's the weird thing
0: yeah well invent in era just they have such a history in those bands um i it, i don't know it's peas in a pod it's awesome yeah i love yeah. it okay so this is from ben ben haas ben hose uh ben i don't know something ben, like that ben on reddit hose. yeah and uh he is he's very stoked and that makes me cool. stoked so here's this question my question is How has he taken the massively positive reception to Graveview? And where does he see the band going in the future?
1: I think the positive energy has given me a high. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. It it has settled now. But I remember when we released Graveview and the reviews and all the comments on every damn social media ever just blew up. And it was so much positive vibe. It was just, I don't know. It felt really good. And every day when I look like somewhere or took up my phone, check on Instagram or something for people who have listened to like Clock Cascade, the first single and stuff, I, I'm just like, yeah, why? they don't think that well about this song. They just write it because they're hardcore fans and we've been gone for a while. That's how I thought because I, I, didn't, I didn't feel like, I don't know. I I can't say it felt unreal, but it was so much better than I thought it would ever be actually. Absolutely. And that that made me really glad. Actually, it kind of felt like, oh my god, I have not done this for nothing. Thank fucking god. <laughs> yeah, and I I could see how at a moment you
0: could think, oh, they're just liking this because they're fans and they're just happy for Invent Anime. But yeah, exactly. That's where, like for instance, when I joined Fit for a King and we put out Slave to Nothing and it. You know, it was a big switch at the time. The songwriting was different. It was very 50-50 where people were like, oh, I either like this more or, wow, this guy fucking sucks. So, you know, fans don't necessarily just jump on board because they're fans. Where you just did something that was so consistent to the old music, but the, the part where I think people wanted more, which is something like the choruses... You stepped up that department. So yeah. we ended up I you saw know a kind lot, of
1: I, Yeah. Oh yeah, say what you're gonna no, say. No, it's
0: just I think we got what we wanted as Invent Animate fans, but we also got what we needed to have Invent Animate be um maybe a little more receptive or a bigger band.
1: Yeah, I saw it like I can't say it was all good. I mean I saw a lot of bad stuff from old fans that was like, Yeah, he doesn't sound like Ben. And I'm like, you yeah, know, I'm not Ben. This is a new album. It's not going to sound the same as the old one. Yeah. I mean, like, no one can sound like Ben. He was a freaking monster. His voice was so damn low. Like, the lows. His lows live
0: were so good, dude.
1: Yeah, and the energy. And I'm like, yeah, lows are, like, my weakest suits (laughs) right now. So I'm going to focus on the other stuff. Sorry, guys.
0: <laughs> I loved Ben as a front man. I thought he was uh, fantastic for him. And, you know, I'm glad to see that he's still doing really well with his life and wish him nothing but the best. Um, I yeah, think I, had that,
1: one, I had one yeah. chance to see him in Animate Live. They played with Northland on their last tour mm-hmm. before I joined. And uh, they were in Gothenburg with Northland. I think Arrow was on that one and on Ocean Grow or something. And all of my friends in Sweden went and I didn't. I can't remember why, but that, yeah, that was sucks. the reason. And I didn't get to see them. And I missed Northlane. Northland was my favorite band back then. Naturally, because you're Marcus. I've seen Northlane. I, I saw Northlane now a couple of months ago, I think. They played in a town called Eskilstuna in Sweden. Cool. And uh, it's, just, it's just, I think it's like the 10th smallest, 10th biggest town in Sweden, which is not big at all. So the show was really small. They played with Polaris. And uh, Northlane fucking crushed it. I They're was so, so happy good, to see man. them live. Yeah. yeah, and they play. I think Void of Vision was on that show as yep. well. It was like we've done a Australian, tour with them as well. Australian bunch of dudes, and it was nice.
0: Yes, yeah. Northlane is a fantastic live band, and just such an innovative band. They really came and changed things when they started writing songs. Um John and Josh are fucking brilliant, and Marcus is yeah. so talented. We got to do the first tour that north lane did with marcus it was Ooh. um august burns red miss may i uh north lane, us and era in the united states and
1: that's cool marcus is the fun. best in the game he's he's oh. the best in the game dude absolutely no, no one has that talent it's 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 ridiculous yeah actually he's too good <laughs> just a blessed man he's
0: meant to do it you know that guy i've uh heard about his struggle a little bit as a child and he's got overcome a lot of stuff to be the man that he is today and it, it's pretty fantastic to see um the kind of success that they have like doing number 1 aria charts in Australia and shit like that like dude that's yeah, wild that's, that's wild same so, for
1: a metalcore band
0: yeah 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 all right we got one more question here on reddit and it is uh They'd like to know if the band would ever be interested in doing a track analysis for "Greyview" to tell us a bit about the meaning behind the lyrics and the intentions
1: of the songs. Is that something that would interest you? I think all of the songs has a wide concept. Every artist say this, but I, th- I feel that like, and, um, it's just, it's a bunch of personal stuff written down, personal stories written down to paper and, I think, as for now, I would not be not right now. I, like I am gonna be one hundred percent honest. I don't think I would yeah. be able to do that right now, and just pitch it down to for what it one hundred percent actually is for me. Because I want people to read and just like make their own interpretation. Like, what do you want it to mean? What do you think it means? Just like go with the flow. Because it's I don't know the angle of It's it's meant to. You're meant to read it with a wide like interpretation. So it's, I don't know, it's a hard question actually because I don't know what the other guys think. But for me personally, I don't think I would pin down the stuff that I've written right now, maybe in the future. Okay. Maybe in the future. Cool. Yeah. Hi, I'm with that, man.
0: Yeah. Um, And uh, another question for you, this is for my friend Aaron. What are some bands that influenced your vocals or bands that got you into metal in the first place?
1: I think from the beginning it was uh, Mitch Locker for sure. Yeah, Mitch Locker for sure. And uh, of course, Robert from Adept, the Swedish band, was That's a me. big influence for me. And uh, I think a guy that always has been like a big Im- influence on me since I started to do like this serious metalcore, like Northlane ish metalcore, you know what I mean? Uh, was the vocalist from Oh Sleeper. Oh, yeah, Micah. Because he's so fucking crazy. He so sounds good. like he's in pain, like agony, 100%. And the panic he has in his voice has always inspired me so much. And I want I want to sound like that, like 100%, because he's, he's insane. See, I he's would say good. Micah's
0: terrible. I think he's a very bad singer and screamer guy. I don't like <laughs> him. I think he's a bad person um yeah. i no, nah, i love micah he's another they're from <laughs> texas too so we yeah, all fucking cohabitate and hang out with That's each cool. other micah's done our lights for a few times too he actually like dude pro has programmed light shows for like bring me the horizon and shit whoa yeah he's super mega talented and I he gotta also, hit
1: him up he gotta teach me both lights and vocals <laughs>
0: dude yeah he's so good and it's just crazy, like when you hang out with him and Shane from o sleeper, because they're both huge—like six four, six five, just like big motherfuckers. So I feel like oh a little God, midget I'm when so- I'm around them because I'm yeah, five I'm seven. Short. Yeah,
1: Ooh, I think I'm. I can't remember because we have we have the metric system, the real one. You know what I mean? Yeah, the yeah. You use one. that real
0: <laughs> math. <laughs>
1: hey, you talking and- shit
0: on my country, brother? I'm so sorry, bro. You better I'm watch so your sorry. mouth. I'm going to come over there, and I'm going to get you with one of my guns or some shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, so we, I don't know. I think we we actually, we talked about that, and I did a conversion of it. And I think I'm 5'7". Oh, that's cool. As well. Are you, uh, do, do you guys have guns in Sweden? No, we don't. Like none? Like nobody has any? People that has gone through a big and long like lecture in hunting. Okay. Has guns, but they have hunting rifles and not like M4s. Yeah, and stuff. They don't get the cool <laughs> shit. Exactly. Um, no assault rifles, no.
0: Yeah, I shot my first gun, my only time I've ever shot guns was this year, and it was so funny because <laughs> Okay, so we're in La- we're in Nevada, we're in Las Vegas, we're driving out to the desert to do like a photo shoot. Yeah, and we come up and we hear pra,, pra, pra. and we're like, oh shit! All right, we got to come approach slowly, okay. make sure we don't get the truck shot at. And then <laughs> it's just this kid who's like blasting this like building in the middle of the desert. He's 16 years old. He's got an mm-hmm. AR-15 and a Glock, and then he's just like, what yeah, you the- guys want to shoot these? Fuck him. Here you go. And he teaches me how to shoot real quick. A a sixteen year old kid.
1: That's that's America, bro. That's
0: that is America, <laughs> a 16 year oh old with a nicer truck than most people with an AR-15 and a Glock who's just going shooting after school.
1: <laughs> you see that? Oh, my God. I don't want to talk politics, but damn.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. That's um, so crazy. I mean, I'm, I've am i never been, um, I wouldn't say I'm like pro or anti-gun. I've just never been interested where I didn't want to learn how to shoot because I don't i didn't get it um it was very fun to do at that time and i would definitely go of shooting course, in the future it's big um, big
1: blasts and you have that kind of energy yeah, in your super hands. cool. so i get i get it but still i just don't but trust cal- myself with the same no no so i would not um, trust i wouldn't trust people around me at all and of course not myself at all yeah I'm, i think i'm
0: yeah, I just don't want to. I don't want to do that. So I'll probably never have one. But um, they're kind of cool. I was just curious if you guys had them. You can have a BB gun. You can have I can a BB, have a BB gun. gun. That'd be cool. I've had a BB gun, dude. No, I'm such a piece of shit. Even when like there, I remember one Christmas, my cousins got a bunch of Nerf guns and they're all shooting each other. And I was like, Oh, here, give me that. This is what you got to do, guys. Aim for the head. And my mom was like, don't tell the kids to do that. And I just looked at her and I go, shut up. And I hold the gun out and I shot her right in the eye with a Nerf gun. Oh my
3: God. And I didn't oh. mean
0: to shoot her in the eye. I just meant wow. to shoot her. Um, <laughs> but I shot her in the eye and then she just... she. Yeah, she hit me. Uh, she made me regret that. Um, it was hilarious. It was so funny because that's that's my kind of luck. That's what happens when I do things. <laughs> it's not like it just is funny and people are like, ha, ha, ha. It's like, oh, no, you took it way too far because I always take things too far. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's all hilarious. All right. Give me one Swedish band that was really good that nobody's ever heard of.
1: One Swedish band that's really good and nobody's ever heard of. Hmm. You got. Oh my God! This was. Are there any?
0: er, is every good Swedish band discovered?
1: Uh, I think uh, there's a couple of bands that's starting to get noticed from Sweden. There's a band called Imminence. Okay. Yeah, I have. They're on Sharp Tone. I think. uh, I think they're on a Rising Empire. To be honest. Oh, okay. I think there's. Oh my god, they're so talented! All of the guys, they're so talented. Sweet, and we got we got a band called Normandy. They play like pop rock. Oh yeah, they're kind of like bringing me the horizon-y. Yeah, exactly. Philip, the vocalist, uh, actually uh, produced my first band's first EP back in two thousand thirteen. So, I, and he also produced the second one. So, I got a, I know the guy. That's awesome. And, yeah, yeah, and uh, I don't know, they're a just, great band. This is sick, but we got good bands. We got Humanity's Last Last Breath, Bill Giarta, Buster's oh. Band. He he produced the Evian album. Yeah. Oh, he, he That's
0: uh one of Castaldi's favorite bands. Um He's he's crazy.
1: Yeah. Uh. And I don't know, we Swedish band I no one ever heard of. We got oh, my God.
0: No, I think you touched upon it. That's good. A lot of people haven't heard of Normandy. Uh humanity's yeah, last breath is definitely so. like gaining steam. And Imminence is very
1: new as well. Um Yeah. <sighs> I think, yeah, that's that's probably it. I guess there's someone that I haven't thought of. There's a, like, have you ever like thought about an artist and you always thought that they were like American, but they they weren't? Because um... this 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 is guy called I don't know what he's called, but his artist name is Low Roar. Okay? And he plays know. the weirdest music. Do you know about Death Stranding, the video game? No. It's a new video game. I don't know. It's Hideo Kojima. It's I don't know if you're into games, but it's basically the weirdest game ever. And he did the original soundtrack for the mm-hmm. for the game and it's insane. He's got Low Roar. So it's two words. Okay. And it's just like so inspiring. Fuck. I'll listening have to check it out. It. Cool. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. I think it's Swedish. I, I don't know. Do Maybe you it's um, not.
0: do you primarily listen to non-metal music?
1: Uh I wouldn't say so. No. I listen to a lot of metal. Lately what, I just yeah. listen to bands that I know guys in the bands. You know, what do you listen to Like yeah. right now, I'm listening to I listen ever since I knew that i was gonna tour with currents Mm -hmm. i've been blasting currents so hard like every day i listen to currents all the time i find the way of the new song is so good yeah it's so good and i listen a lot to holding absence right now when it comes Mm -hmm. to like metalcore and stuff and uh, i don't know see that band
0: they should be opening a paramore tour they should be out with like rock bands they need to be they should they should not ever, like, it's funny, we'll make jokes about, like, them, you know, We I would love to have them tour with Fit for a King, of course, that would be so fucking awesome, but the reality is they should not ever tour with my band, they should
1: tour with, like, Paramore and Bring Me the Horizon, so. Yes, they should. Also, I've been listening to, like, I, I would say the one, uh, like, period in my life that I haven't listened to metal is kind of like the last couple of months. Because right now I listen to so much Billie Eilish and so much like, um, I don't know, weird shit that feels like, oh my God, how did he do that? Like there's this, have you seen the show? Uh, I think it's called Dark. It's a German show. I haven't. It's on Netflix. Uh, I haven't seen it either, to be honest, but my girlfriend has and she's trying to make me see it. But uh, the original soundtrack is called Goodbye and it's by an artist called Apparat, I think you pronounce it. And I have to say, if someone were to ask me which is the best song you've ever heard, and that is the song best song I've ever heard. Apparent or apparent? Apparat. Okay. So, A-P-P-A-R-A-T. And the song is called Goodbye. And if you listen to that song, a lot of volume with your headphones, it feels like someone is touching you in your neck while you're listening to it. And it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and then it just ends. Okay. Yes, that sounds perfect. Yeah, it's just so, like... I don't know. He got so many ideas that I love. But, and I've I listen to um, a lot of, like, like just the popular metalcore, like Polaris, Dayseeker.
0: Dayseeker record is so good. I've had Crooked Soul stuck in my head for a month.
1: <laughs> that song is good. It's just that one
0: part where he's just doing the... you i become a Crooked Soul. It's just stuck in my head all yeah. the fucking time. It's just... Oh. Yeah, it's so good. Rory is a freak. Another one of those guys where it's just like you see him do what he does, and you're just mad because you're like, well, I can't. I'm not going to. I can't do that.
1: Also, the vocalist from uh, what's that band called? Dude, it's basically one of the best bands I've ever heard. I don't know. I know Inventor with them. Maybe you guys have two. What's what they call? Why can't I? found it what's it called damn
0: what kind of stuff is it
1: it's the best shit he's the guy with oh my god why can't i name i follow him everywhere he has a hat no hair best voice in the game the plot in you oh landon landon yeah yes he is
0: yeah he is he's one of the best for sure Um, did you
1: guys have a tour with them
0: yes yeah we've toured with them a lot um i love them very much i yeah their, I love their
1: newest album changed the game. They stepped out and they still changed the game. Do you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Well, I <laughs> they think changed the game as they stepped out. <laughs> you know,
0: Landon, when you know, throughout his songwriting process, and I'm gonna have to get him on here to talk about it. You can kind of see where he he likes to exper- I think experiment with extremes. And it's even like when he did the plot album, Can You Watch Your Children Burn? It's like, oh my gosh, this is intense. When you hear a song like Miscarriage, it's like, wow, this is really, really in your face. He wasn't, he's always been there for shock. And I think that's why now that as he's older and his music um, musical tastes have expanded, now that you hear these touching moments where he does something that's kind of jazzy, and um, oh, yeah, you know, contemporary, and then it goes into the heaviest, you know, chorus with the sickest, heart wrenching one liner you've ever heard. It yeah, It's amazing. Yeah, it, that Do band feel, is completely mind blowing.
1: Yeah, Feel Nothing has almost 20 million streams on Spotify right now, and that's crazy. Yeah,
0: but <laughs> they're just or so deserving. Then. Like, there's the, one of the things that the plot in you has that a lot of bands don't. Is just, there's no bullshit in that band. There is no bullshit in any of those guys. They're going to tell you how they feel. They're going to be themselves and they're great humans. Like, they're really, really fantastic guys. And I'm so happy for the success they've had because they've been touring with Fit for years, bro. Like, why, way before I joined this band. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just, it's great to see someone that maybe had a moment where they were like, hey, this is getting really hard. What do I do? And then he goes and is just himself fully, and everyone buys in on it and goes, Wow, your band is amazing. So,
1: oh, I got a pitch, and I just saw this. I'm sorry, I missed out on the band that I would listen to every day for the last two weeks, and that's Loth. Have you heard Loth? Oh, dude, I have. Um, there's actually a song on my side projects new
0: record where a couple kids were like you guys stole this from loath I was like I wrote this a no, year like, and a half are you ago. serious um no it's cool because it it's a great it's from that song two- way mirror and then my, oh my God, song the is a song, song called supernova and it is very similar and we tune our guitars in a in a similar way except for mine is like an indie pop song and sounds more like taking back Sunday and theirs is. Dark and sounds like Deftones. What's your side project called? It's called Off Road Minivan. Um, wait, 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 wait! Is that yours?
1: I've been listening to that. Yeah, Off-road. that's my. I sang in that. That's my band. How didn't I know that? I don't know.
0: The internet oh, there, ads, there maybe.
1: Are, <laughs> that's yeah, awesome. You've me. heard it. Though. I'm fo- I'm following it on Spotify. I've been listening to Vampire a lot. I have it on my. Oh, dude. Sh- my 2020 list. Yeah, that's me, bro. That's my shit. Um, it sounds good, bro. That's really good. Thank you, man. It, it Like the feeling to it, I don't know. It kind of, it doesn't remind of, of that particular band, but it kind of gets me to the same feeling. Have you heard Hockey Dad from Australia? Yeah, yeah. Hockey Dad is my favorite band, like ever. No shit. They're, they're okay. crazy. But it kind of gets me that. Because that's a pretty like, small band,
0: I'd say, as well. Yeah, um, it's yeah. the
1: emotion kind of yeah. that I get when I listen to it. Thank
0: you. I'm super super stoked to hear that, and that you have been listening to it, it unbeknownst. yes yeah, um, he's really good. Thanks, man. Yeah, Vampire is a fun one. We have a music video that's going to come out for that in a couple weeks, and that's one of my favorite tracks. Like, just it's my like I'm going to pretend to be Thirty Seconds to Mars for a couple minutes song. Um, Ooh. So yeah, it I doing my side project is really fun. It's all the guys I grew up with and are really close with from New York and like 4 years ago we wrote some stuff and I showed it to the label and they let me put it out um for fun and we occasionally do some touring but I we just don't get to tour very much cuz fit is always on the road um uh, yeah but course. yeah we just dropped that on on Friday a uh, new record so but yeah that low of the record is awesome and I love that is. people compared us to it cuz they're super good um yeah that, but, that's
1: a good thing
0: you know and I was it's interesting I was talking to The uh, Sean, who owns the label that they were on, are on. And he told me that they self produced this record. And I'm kind of mind blown by that because it's so mature in the songwriting. I, I hate using that word, but it's true. It's The songwriting it's, is yeah, so mature. I've never thought
1: about it that way. It's it's true. It's very mature. It's
0: very adult. It's very... It's so, I I didn't just try to copy a Deftone song and make a bad version. This is I'm yeah. going to lock my, myself away with my boys for a long time until I write something incredible.
1: That's cool. Yeah, both uh, sounds like it's it's so perfect in their time. You know what I mean? It came yep. out perfectly.
0: Absolutely, they're the glass jaw of our generation. Um,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: And I love it because I love Glassjaw. They're one of the best bands ever. Um, <laughs> yeah, I always wanted to be like Daryl Palumbo. He's like one of the coolest. Fr- fr- if you've never, have you ever really listened to that band, Glassjaw?
1: I know who they are, but I've never listened to them. No.
0: Go listen to the record Worship and Tribute by Glassjaw, and then you'll have like a whole... They were doing this at the time, so it was like Glassjaw, Poison the Well, and Deftones were all doing this super blow, sad type music, but it, it crossed over with the screamo hardcore genre and the alternative fans. But that album, Worship and Tribute, you should give it a listen when you get the chance. But...
3: I will.
0: I will. <laughs> Dude, we are almost at two hours, so let's wrap this cool. up. Yes. do you uh, do you have anything that you want to share with the people um or the fans that may be listening to you at the moment
1: uh, i don't know actually i just wanted to check out the album if they haven't of course and uh, i don't know it's just i think i need to i need to tell everyone that I have to listen more to fit for king right now I have to. I've been listening to the last couple of days because we, we we're gonna do this podcast, uh, and I've heard. I think I heard you guys back in forever ago. Someone showed me, and I'm like, "Oh, this song is fucking sick!" And I listened to it until it died for me. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, dude. thank And you. then I haven't even thought about it until now, and it sounds like I can't stop listening right now. And I'm gonna tune in on all your freaking stuff because I have a very boring job dude well, thank you very
0: much i wish we could uh i'll have to show you some new stuff because we have a whole other record that's going to get to drop which is cool but um no yeah that's cool. yeah we went and recorded one um in like january so that'll come out at some point in the history when the world comes back to life but dude thanks for listening in general and i'm glad you uh, enjoy what you've heard, at least. I mean, Invent and Fit are kind of in different worlds to some extent. We're definitely more the "As I Lay Dying," "All That Remains" style of metalcore, and you guys are yeah. definitely more the like, you know, uh, Meshuga to Northlane style of metalcore. Meshuga, God, yeah, I never thought that, about it. Aren't they? They Swedish? started all that,
1: you know. Aren't probably, they maybe. I don't Meshuggah. know. Meshuga, Meshuga. Let baby, me look. Meshuga. I'm gonna look this up right now. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, they are Swedish. Okay, so there they you go. Yeah, they started it all. <laughs> They're the captains of the genting.
1: They are. They are.
0: Yeah. One of the best metal bands ever. But, um, yeah. So, you know, I guess that's why we haven't crossed paths too much. But I think that's why it works when our bands do cross paths. We bring two different groups of fans together who all kind of commonly like the same thing. But... yeah. Um, dude, hang on for one second so I can stop recording and I'll say bye to you properly off the air. But, dude, thank you so much for getting tucked. I hope you had a good time. Thank and you, Tuck. Thanks for joining me, man. Thank you. Thank you. Dude, of course. All right. Hang on one second. There you go, everyone. That was probably my favorite conversation yet. Marcus was so open to talking about his life and his relationship with Invent Animate. so I just want to thank him for being on the show. The man came from another country, met some strangers, and made an absolutely incredible record. Some things are just meant to happen, and I think they were meant to find each other. Big second thanks to Hollow Front for letting me play their song Loose Threads this week. I originally had another song planned, but this was stuck in my head all week, so I switched it up. But I am excited to show you all that other tune next week. Join me next Monday while I catch up with my buddy Steven Rudishauser, of Chelsea Grin, and I swear, I, I hope I said that right. I think I did, but Steve will correct me. He is one of my favorite guitar players and one of the smoothest on stage. He's probably the nicest person you'll ever meet, also. I can't wait to go through the Chelsea Grin history with him next week, and I think it's going to be a really great conversation. Thank you all for tuning in, and if you have any questions or want me to play a song, if you just want to talk to me, hit me up, anything, send it to Get Tucked the podcast at gmail.com. Much love everybody. Have a nice week and as always, get tucked.